smartcast.com This is the morning brief from the Economic Times produced in collaboration with avas.com Back in the day when we were all going to office every day Russia also meant a scramble to find an Uber or an Ola Invariably peak traffic or rain meant forking out multiples of the original fare or what we know as surge pricing Last week the government rolled out the motor vehicle aggregator guidelines which among other measures caps the surge fee at 1.5 times Now this might sound like a welcome move initially for users like you and me but of course it's not quite as simple as that because we are not the only stakeholders In today's episode we'll be drilling down into what these rules mean for the cab aggregator industry which has already had a pretty tough 2020 From the Economic Times, I'm Indulekha Arvind, and you're listening to the Morning Brief. To discuss the new regulations for the cab aggregator industry, I have with me Ramesh Kailasam. He's the CEO of India Tech, an industry body representing Indian startups, including Ola, whose founder Bhavish Agarwal is a founding member. He's joined by my colleague Alnoor Peer Mohammed. who reports on the tech and startup ecosystem for the economic times ramesh alnoor great to have you with us today alnoor i'm going to start with you the guidelines for aggregators like uber and ola are pretty extensive but what are the key policy changes that they mention according to you because surge pricing cap is of course just one of the many aspects thanks for having me on indu um, i think there are a few things which the government is sort of look to regulate uh, through these guidelines um it's also important to know right at the start that uh, states need to sort of implement these guidelines the center has just given them the framework or the bounds within which they can work uh, it's yet to be seen which states follow these guidelines to the t of what the central government has set and uh, others like karnataka maharashtra delhi have already had their own guidelines and we need to see how they sort of incorporate this into that one of the major changes that has now been brought in is capping of the commissions which aggregators can charge uh, on the gross fare at 20% uh, obviously the surge pricing of 0.5x of base fare to 1.5x of base fare uh, the base fare being 25 to 30 rupees is what uh, at least the central government has uh, said in its guidelines then you know there are some increased compliances for aggregators uh, they'll have to facilitate driver training uh, they they are being asked to fix driver timing stored maximum of 12 hours they'll need to conduct medical tests on a regular basis for drivers uh, police verification they'll have to set up call centers and increased kyc burden which is something that could increase costs for them so to what extent do states have a leeway of abiding or not abiding by these uh, guidelines look at these guidelines as the extremities um, if the government sort of looks at a 20% cap on um, aggregator commissions um, states will not be able to exceed that that said they can change the base fare that is something which is uh, every state is allowed to do uh surge pricing from 0.5x to 1.5x we don't know there might be some states which uh, which might say they want to want to allow surge at all uh but that has not been the case even in a state like karnataka which has been uh, probably the most proactive in you know coming out with guidelines for these uh, companies 
That's true. Ramesh, what's the industry view on these uh, new regulations? Because on the record, uh, the companies haven't commented, but I'm particularly keen to understand how it will affect their profitability at a time when, you know, the revenues have already taken a hard knock in the pandemic. Well, to start with, if you look at the industry perspective on this, uh, certainly we, we were all living in a regime where there was nothing prescribed for this sector. It was mm-hmm. left to the individual states to actually apply traditional laws on the modern day businesses, which meant that your conventional uh, transport that forms that you had, whether it was cabs or bikes or buses or, or for that matter, any other form of transport was regulated in a particular manner by independent state uh, regulations and therefore left to the mercy of the states. So therefore, uh, from, from, from an industry perspective, at least there is a document which now recognizes all forms of transport. Okay. Because the if you look at the initial uh, statement that the document does, it does say that any vehicle which is capable of being registered under the Motor Vehicles Act and including e-rickshaws are covered by this. So that part, uh, the, there, there is an effort and an attempt to give legitimacy to all vehicle forms, which currently doesn't exist in all the states. Now, when you prescribe more such benefits into this particular scheme, which is being brought out in these guidelines in terms of health and term insurance and so on, that's a duplication. The second duplication is, of course, on the aggregator per se, because if you look at the traditional form, where if I have to set up even a commercial uh, business or I decide to, to become a commercial driver of a vehicle, uh, which is op- hmm. o- offering taxi and other services, I'm already bound under the existing Motor Vehicle Act through a number of compliances, which I have to go through in order to be eligible to be on the road to offer a taxi service or a cab service. Okay. Um, and coming to something that uh, I'll know briefly mentioned, what about the uh, cost of operations going up? When I'm restricting the ability to put surge pricing at 1.5, I have capped your revenues. But on the other hand, uh, I've also increased the compliance costs, uh, right, in terms of social benefits to, uh, as I said, duplicity in certain places, plus, of course, the entire infrastructure. Now, no cab aggregator runs a business in thin air. There's a huge amount of infrastructure, data centers, algorithms, software updation, innovation, plus, of course, uh, employees and call centers and guidance that happens around this running of this whole business. Plus, of course, there is future expansion. Hmm. Now, where will the money come from that? If, if you cap earnings and if you increase compliances, obviously, it is close to running a business on cost basis. Got it. Alnur, coming specifically to surge pricing, which is something that all of us are familiar with, what will be the impact of this decision in terms of, uh, you know, apart from possibly lower fares, will it also mean less cabs on the roads during Russia, longer wait times, which is something that companies have, you know, off the record been mentioning? If you try and understand what surge does, uh, it has basically two use cases, right? Um, or, or two things happen because of surge. One is you, uh, it's a mecha- very good mechanism for fixing supply and demand gaps. So if there's an area with increased demand and not enough supply, if you can surge it, cabs in surrounding areas or drivers in surrounding areas will look at that and go in there uh, because it gives them an ability to earn a higher fare on each ride. Uh, the second bit is from the earnings perspective of the aggregators and some extent to the drivers as well. Uh, from what we've seen in the past, um, low-cost rides 
uh, or rides which are almost at the base fare uh, aggregators don't charge the drivers a 20 30% commission on those rides they charge a much lesser commission but where they make up for it is in these surge rides you have a higher portion of the commission there and that sort of gives enough of earnings for the driver to make it sustainable for him but also provides enough earnings to the aggregator to run the entire operations on aggregate they used to earn around 24 to 25% commissions on the gross fare which they used to collect from the consumer in that sense the capping of commissions is not that far off from what the aggregate is used to earn but yes it is definitely lower okay um, so coming specifically to surge then uh by taking away the ability to surge rides and these rides used to provide a higher earnings to the aggregators they will definitely see a hit to their uh, bottom lines how they negate this is still little unclear uh, whether they can charge added fees over and above the fare or platform fee from the driver uh, to just be part of the platform i don't think that is something which might be allowed okay. uh, because in in the past in in cases like in karnataka we've seen where ola was running a platform called ola play mm. where they served content up to their consumers the state came down and said that this has to be inclusive of part of the fare it cannot be over and above all right now if we were to kind of zoom out of the nitigrities uh, one school of thought is of course that you know by bringing in these uh, regulations the government is trying to fix something that isn't broken ramesh what do you think of that well uh, there are two sides of this uh, statement if you look at uh, that if the government is trying to fix something yes there's a need to fix certain things okay because as i said uh, states are uh, free to interpret and there are and this is problem with every business in the new age economy uh, and especially in the aggregation business where uh, the new age business process is being retrofitted and tested with an old age conventional business but at the same time there has to be a pragmatic view of viability of businesses and uh, ability of these businesses to grow thrive and because because one of the things that this kind of businesses do is they are not only creating an audit trail but they are also bringing this informal e- economy into the formal economy and therefore all the more reason why such businesses need to be encouraged anything that makes businesses unviable or affects ease of doing business uh, can actually potentially turn off uh, future growth of such businesses alnur what about you what do you make the center's intervention with these guidelines um, i think it's important to see where cab aggregation rules started in india right it was in states like karnataka maharashtra delhi and uh, back when you know back in 2016 and 17 when there was a huge issue which was created and i uh, no one to no one in particular to blame i think the industry was growing very fast drivers were uh, cab aggregators were willing to sort of pay out great sums of money to drivers and uh, also keep cab rides at lower cost for the consumers right uh, the golden days yeah the golden days of cab aggregation and <laughs> and then it, it it went bust in some way uh, that was yeah. a completely unsustainable model absolutely uh, you had thousands and lakhs of drivers coming out and protesting that's where cab regulations came in because there was a problem in this in this system hmm. and they didn't want it to sort of get out of control uh now yes i do understand that this is a new and emerging sector and it's always better to leave it alone for a bit let them find their footing and then step in with uh, more restrictive practices try and fix the small issues that exist let's look at it this way 
we had a massive argument or uh, sort of debate in india recently with regard to the 30% commissions that uh, platforms like google play and hmm. apple uh, apple's app store charge from uh, app developers right this is the same thing uh, only thing here the government has come in and stepped in and said no you can only charge a certain amount of commission but this is a physical asset uh, on the ground you have a cab you have a driver so that's maybe one of the reasons why the government has really thought that it's best to you know cap these things and it's not an intangible asset like an app on your phone yeah i was just going to say it's more tangible than uh, an app store i guess um so but i also want to ask you what do the drivers themselves who are of course key stakeholders think about the new regulations um, including you know welfare measures you of course written about what a tough time they've been having because of uh, their reduced earnings they having to look out for other alternative uh, you know livelihood options and so on so drivers are still reeling from uh, the pressure that covid has put on the industry um, their earnings are not as good as they had been uh it'll still take some time for it to get there so i think that has been their main concern right now hmm. that we need the number of riders to Im- increase a uh, lot of drivers still haven't returned to the platforms um they're still in their hometowns sort of doing odd jobs or maybe i've even heard of some drivers who are now uh, you know they've attached themselves to other platforms like swiggy and zomato and sort of doing uh, trips on those okay but it's still not sustainable they want to get back into the cab business utilize and make as much money as they can hmm. uh, when it comes to the regulations i think uh, you know capping commissions at 20% for the aggregator and passing on 80% to the driver it's only one part of the story for them right uh, a lot of cab drivers used to be surge you know they used to run after surge which is another problem that 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 sort of led to a bunch of driver cancellations because they they'd make that calculation in their mind that is this going yeah. to earn me enough versus the time i'm going to spend in that uh, cab right so those are few things i think they are unhappy about now that surge has been capped uh, and uh, they also have a cancellation fee now if they cancel they have to pay 100 rupees so that's a bit of an issue but i think overall with the welfare schemes and things like that Uh, to be fair the cab aggregators have been rolling out insurance schemes and you know driver saving schemes and life insurance and things like that for them so this is maybe a little bit better now it's a little more structured coming directly from the government mm-hmm. yeah i mean we'll have to see if it uh, leads to more cancel rides which is something i think all of us are kind of familiar with now just to uh, round off our discussion i'd like to hear both of your thoughts on what the road ahead looks like for uh, cab aggregators like ola and uber in 2021 alnur do you want to go first sure i think the biggest thing that we'll need to wait and watch is how business comes back uh, for the cab aggregators um, they're looking at corporate travel first and then probably will look at um, you know once companies start opening up sure. which hasn't happened yet at least in the large metros it jobs uh, which were major users of these services right yeah yeah those haven't come back yet so that is something to wait and watch and depends on how quickly that can open back up from the regulatory point of view now that these new guidelines are in we need to see what the states do individual states there is a hope that you know there's a more unified guidelines across india so that states so that these aggregators don't have to comply with completely different rules in every every state that's a positive point but in the long term 
if we sort of look at what the government is also trying to say and i've spoken to a few um, senior officials from there they say that look they are already making a profit on per ride basis right now the overall company isn't in may not be profitable because they're investing back into growth but that is a function of them wanting to grow this business more and we also wanted to grow but we are looking at it from a per ride basis that they are already profitable at 20% we don't think they will become unprofitable on every ride um, but look at it from this perspective today you might be doing x number of rides they are thinking that the market can grow to 10x of that um, at that point of time the earnings per ride that an aggregator might get might easily offset the cost for them running their platform uh investing back into the business for growth and things like that so they are looking at a little longer horizon i'm guessing but uh, we definitely need to see what the companies themselves do got it uh, ramesh what about you what's your outlook for the next year for these uh, cab aggregators well, if you look at uh, the cab aggregator business it is dependent on real world coming back to life and when i mean that it means more people coming out on the streets more people going to offices more people going out to markets more people visiting each other which the pandemic obviously has stunted uh, to a significant level due to which you see less number of rides happening so till that trust factor comes into the common social world where all of us come out and and and, and do work and meet each other or go to markets and so on in the same manner probably as we used to do earlier obviously the need for transportation is would continue to be limited uh, but that said i think uh, uh, the important point is that once uh, it's taken that 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 part of thing comes back to our life quickly uh, the sooner the better uh, then obviously you will see more amount of business happening both for the drivers and for aggregators because uh, this is a real world dependent business model Uh, one other important thing which uh, we are hoping that will help the aggregators in the coming year is the fact that if these guidelines uh, to their extent of applicability is properly adopted then we may also see carpooling taking off which otherwise wasn't uh, something that was taken quite well in most of the states uh, this this uh, regulations actually have also brought non registered vehicles and carpooling and of course defined the ways and means at which it should be done and so on so different forms of mobility is something that uh, we are looking at 2021 hopefully will open up and of course uh, life going back to normal will mean that aggregation will also go back to normal else it remains the same as as we are and we are hoping that all of us come out of it together fast definitely fingers crossed it's evident that like so many other sectors uh, this is also something that's very dependent on how we recover from the pandemic let's see what 2021 has in store for us uh, but meanwhile alnur uh, ramesh thank you so much for joining us for this discussion today The center has now framed guidelines in a way formalizing what is a relatively new sector which is the cab aggregator space. The ball is now in the individual states courts. We'll evidently have to wait longer to see how states will take these rules forward and equally importantly enforce them. For one, that's going to decide how much surge fare you and I will pay when we finally restart our regular commutes. That's it from me today. You're listening to the morning brief from the Economic Times and I'm Indulekha Arvind. 
Today's episode was edited by Shashwat Mohanty and coordinated by Bhavya Dilip Kumar. Do send your feedback to the morning brief at timesgroup.com and if you enjoyed the episode do share it on social media. The morning brief is every Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Avaaz.com